Hey guys, Justin Coffin for the 330 Sports Show. Um, I am going to bring on our guest here in just a minute. Uh, as you can see below on the bottom, um, make sure to follow our uh, social media pages at 330 Sports Show. Obviously, we are a Youngstown Studio production. Make sure to follow Youngstown Studio. Share this video out with any of your friends that would be interested because we have a lot of cool guests on this show, but I think it's so awesome when we can get a guest of this caliber. Um, you can see it on the ticker below if you're listening later on podcasts. Uh, we have, I mean, it's the, the list could go on and on about her resume, but um, to keep it brief, she's uh, a Northeast Ohio girl, but um, she is a two-time world champion, um, a, an a Olympic gold medalist. We're going to bring on, um, it, her name was Katie Najat, now it's Katie Moon. She just recently was married. Um, so we're going to bring her on in just a minute, but uh, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsors and then bring on Katie. Don't let the weather keep you from working on your golf game. Golf year-round at the Bunker. They have 12 state-of-the-art golf simulators, including numerous putt-putt courses. Enjoy unlimited golf for $50 a month by becoming a member. Visit thebunkersp.com or stop by in person. The Bunker, inside the Southern Park Mall. This program proudly supported and brought to you by Eric Cromer, Cross Country Mortgage, a wiser way to mortgage. This program proudly supported and brought to you by Youngstown Computer, the Valley's IT company. All right. Thank you to those sponsors. Um, let's go ahead and uh, let's bring her on. Let's bring on our guest, Katie. Uh, Katie, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. So where where are you? Where are you at right now? Where in the world is is Katie Moon? <laughs> <laughs> I am in Atlanta, Georgia. I live and train here primarily. But that's a fair question because just a couple of days ago I was in India. Oh. Um, <laughs> I got to be the ambassador for their uh, the Mumbai Marathon, which wow. I'm not a runner, so I was just as shocked as anyone else to be invited. Um, but it was amazing. So, <laughs> so cool. So I mean, yeah, I, we're gonna get into like where this, <laughs> where this career, where this uh, Olympic path has taken you, but um, just so cool, so cool. So we can't thank you enough again for taking time out of your busy. You know, I got questions about training and this and that and like the upcoming Olympics, the former Olympics, but uh, well, let's get into it. Uh, first and foremost, um, you're a proud Northeast Ohio uh, athlete. Uh, so just give us a little brief snapshot of your background. Yeah. So I grew up in Olmstead Falls, Ohio and tried pole vault for the first time in seventh grade. I grew up trying any sport I could. So I, my first sports were, uh, golf, uh, uh, skiing, snowboarding. And then once I got into school sports, it was the classic ones like basketball, softball, uh, soccer, things like that. But, um, once I got into high school, then it was golf, swimming and diving and track. And yeah, I, um, I was talented in the pole vault, pretty immediately, but it took me until my senior year to win the state meet. And then, um, I went on to the university of Dayton for two years, but wasn't a great fit for me, transferred to Ashland university. And then the rest I think is history from there. So. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of people, um, obviously, you know, watch the Olympics when it's on and, and some of the sports like, you know, I, and this is no disrespect to pole vault or any other sport, but it's like, sometimes you only see those sports every four years during right. the Olympics. So yeah. my first question I have to lead with is, and I know you got into this, like reading your background and stuff in seventh grade, but how does one get into pole vaulting? I really, it was just, I saw the older kids doing it and knew I needed to try it. Like I said, I did gymnastics. I, maybe I said this or not, but I did gymnastics when I was yeah. little. And so I loved anything involving upper body strength and adrenaline. And I had, I had since quit gymnastics. So, but that was definitely the next right sport for me. And so, yeah, I saw, I saw the high schoolers doing it I, when I was in seventh grade, it was the first year we could do track for 
our school and they took us over to the high school and I begged my coaches for days to let me go over. And I think they were very hesitant to just take on pole vault, especially at that point, pole vault had only been in the Olympics for women since 2000. And this was 2004. So I think the combination of that, plus it's just so involved and it's complicated (laughs) safety issues and things. They don't really understand the pole vault. I wouldn't let it go. I knew I needed to try it. And I, I walked over and got to try it at the end of the, the second day, I think. And, and I loved it. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause I mean, I obviously, you know, I I've seen it, I've seen you and many, many clips now doing some research and I watch it in the Olympics. Um, I've only seen it live in person one time in my life. And I'm not a person that's like afraid of heights or like (laughs) anything like that, but I would be totally frightened if someone told me, all right, here's this. First of all, how long is the pole you use? Uh, when we, when I started, it was much shorter, but okay. now it is, uh, 14 and a half feet. Oh my gosh. Okay. So <laughs> you're taking this 14 foot stick basically. Yeah. And I want you to jump over that. That's about the same height. So it's like, I don't know. It's and it contort your body in a way <laughs> to get over this other pole. And it's unbelievable. Well, funny enough, it's not the height that is the scary part. It's, it's really that, that commitment into the jump because that is again with the 14 foot pole, you know, things can go wrong. So where it's scary is actually that first part of the jump. Once you're off the ground and upside down and in the air, that's the fun part. And funny enough, I don't like heights but it's very different standing up, looking down, thinking about jumping off as opposed to starting level and going up and down very quickly. So, okay. Okay. All right. So, you know, looking and and correct me if I'm wrong. So looking back, um, I believe you're at least at the time, your highest jump, which was the female highest jump in the world um, was 16 feet, uh, three quarter inches was, am I correct on that? Yes. It's, I know metric better than feet. And okay. Okay. I, just in pole vault. Um, okay. but so it's four meters, 95, which is yes, 16 and change. I yeah, like yeah. two and change or something us, like that. Um, <laughs> us Americans like the feet yeah. and inches. As well, opposed I to agree. Metrics, so. It's just, <laughs> just when I go overseas, that's the only way they, will do it. So you yeah. have to learn, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and you compete in a, like a variety of different venues. Like sometimes you're indoors, sometimes you're outdoors. Do you have like a preference on that? I, I prefer indoors because outdoors you have wind and just other yeah. elements. So when conditions are great, which is rare for the pole vault because usually the wind is going along the straightaway with the sprints mm-hmm. where they oftentimes put us on the curve. Um, so we get kind of blustery winds or just, you know, inconsistent, not in the right direction. But if you can get a good tailwind wind yeah. behind you and it's warm out outdoors is great because it's later in the season, you're a bit more fine tuned, but as a whole indoors is just so much more consistent. So okay. I, I prefer indoors, but if you can get good conditions, then outdoors is. Yeah. Good. And, and you mentioned you're, a, you're kind of a golfer, right? Or at least have yes. a, little, a golf background. So, you know, you get that tailwind, Hey, that's going to help you that's in right. the, that's that's right. the jump. Okay. <laughs> but, um, so, you know, like doing research for this, I, I mean, I don't know much about it. I watch it and I'm like so impressed, but like literally <laughs> that's it. But I know there is so much art and so much science that goes into this. So that obviously there's the weight of the pole. There's yeah. the length of the pole. There's the, how fast are you running and jogging up to the, you know, and getting your speed and yeah. the bend and, and <laughs> like getting over, like, so how much training and prep goes into into that. So at this point in my career, we are jumping as in vaulting twice Mm -hmm. a week. Um, And so the rest of my week is spent lifting. We do a lot of weight room to try and get as strong and as fast and as powerful as we can. We will sprint on the track without a pole in our hands. Um, We'll do plyometrics. So just ground contact jumping. Um, 
and then rest days. So my, my week is just a kind of a variety of that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, vault sessions are, they're really hard on the body. Vaulting is you have to bring a hundred percent intensity every mm -hmm. trip down the runway and it's very jarring. And so we're at this point more quality over quantity. Okay. Um, and so, but growing up, you know, it was often, I, I wanted to jump all day, every day if I could. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. That That's awesome. And it, it's good to hear because a lot of people, it's like, oh, you know, that you, you know, you're obviously people can see you're in great shape, but it's like, you know, how it's, it's like, oh, okay. You're doing this for four seconds. It's like, no, there is so much training or so much however, training. however long it takes that goes into that, um, that event. And how many times are you jumping per, you know, competition? In a competition. Uh, so for example, at the world championships this past summer, yeah. uh, it was, so my warmups, three to four jumps. And then in competition, we were at 10 wow. and okay. which doesn't sound like a lot, but it sounds like a lot to me, <laughs> <laughs> but the, again, the intensity is yeah. 100%. You are sprinting and I don't know if you do any lifting or anything like that, but the only thing that I could equate it to is if you sprint 30 meters or, yeah. you know, hundred, hundred feet, as fast as you can, pretty much. And then at the end of that, you immediately go into a really heavy, like clean mm -hmm. or a snatch. Sure. Snatch is probably actually more accurate because you have to go overhead. And and it's and it's a heavy weight. Yeah. And so you do you can do that once, twice, you know, 10 times, but then you get to a point where your body just fatigues beyond. <laughs> you know. beyond it's safe. But yeah, I, I would say they give you three attempts. You get three misses in a row okay. and three attempts for each person at each height. So that is why it gets kind of limited because you can, you know, you get three attempts sure. at each height and then eventually the field kind of narrows down and, and then you're the only one left and yeah. 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 And you, you know, that feeling quite well after, uh, <laughs> you know, the last couple of years here, but, um, let me, uh, I'm going to share a little video here and I kind of want you to, I don't want to, I don't want to get you too sentimental, too emotional or anything, <laughs> but this was, um, from WKYC up in Cleveland. Um, I want, I want to kind of just show you this video and like, just, maybe look back a little bit on some of the Tokyo 2020 memories. It's, a, it's about a two minute video, but I just want to get your um, opinion on it and, and just some of your memories on it. Sure. Well, now to Tokyo where there's great news to report for Olmsted Falls native Katie Najat. Yeah, that smile is a gold medal smile because Katie is bringing home a gold medal. This after winning the top honors in the women's pole vault finals this morning. Will Uick was up early this morning to check out a watch party in the city where Foam's family and the entire community rallied around Katie to watch her fly live. It's not every day that someone is on a ladder changing a sign. I had it up all week and they were afraid too many people were coming. And opening a bar at 5.30 a.m. on a Thursday. But it's also not every day someone you know is competing for a gold medal. Until, until this morning, I was actually pretty relaxed, surprisingly. I am so anxious right now. I didn't get any sleep last night. She loved it from the start, and she was really good right off the bat. But you never believe something like this can happen. Oh, gosh. Katie Najat started pole vaulting in the seventh grade. Little did Katie's mom know then that all those trips with those giant poles would lead to this. An early morning emotional roller coaster ride. This place is buzzing, and in the very first miss at 4:50, Sunny's like, "Oh, hang on, like, <laughs> everything's on the line." I mean, there were points where you could hear a pin drop. It was just, I don't know. There were a lot of highs and lows. Where practically the entire town was gathered one place yeah! or another, yeah! dying with each miss. <laughs> and <you're running. laughs> with each clear. Thought I was gonna throw up. <laughs> I was so nervous. Until finally, with a gold medal on the line. 
euphoria. I can't even put into words. I don't even know what I'm thinking. It's just, it's just a dream come true. I'm just so happy for her. That was absolutely surreal. I always knew she could do it, but to have her actually do it is just, oh, so good. She's better than everyone. Oh my God, she tested her patience. <laughs> so if people call off work in Olmstead Falls today, don't blame them. Because it's not every day someone you know wins a gold medal. <laughs> So I, I I had to, I've seen so many of the different videos um, and I have one or one more, maybe two more like shorter ones that I want to show <laughs> you and get your reaction on. But how does like, I get chills watching that. Well, that uh, how, how does that make you feel? Oh, it makes me tear up every time because it's, it was so cool doing it, but then to watch their reaction yeah. and it's, I, I always cry when I watch the family reactions of other athletes too. So then when it's your family, it's like, it's just so cool. I like, it, it makes me emotional. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I didn't prep you. Yeah, no, no, it's us. it's but, the um, best feeling. It's the best type of emotional because it really just like, I didn't get to celebrate with them in Tokyo, yeah. but it was almost better that I knew that everybody that I loved was in one place celebrating mm -hmm. it together. And so yeah, it just there. That's what made it so much more fun and yeah. worth it was getting to just share that with them. So yeah, <laughs> it just, it, it's just so awesome watching town, <laughs> and it's like you know, it's it's almost like a movie where it's like Midwest Ohio <laughs> local athlete makes it big. Everyone gathers at their local bar, restaurant, whatever, and watches. And they were watching it at what five thirty. And yeah, you, I think they all got up at, you know, 4 a.m. And it started around, yeah, five or six. And it was, well, I say get up. My family did not sleep. They, they <laughs> were not very clear. Yeah. They just didn't get one bit of sleep that night. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was just because it, I mean, it was Tokyo time. So right. for us, it was actually a pretty late competition. And, but yeah, I'm glad it was because then they got to be up at a, at least a semi-normal early yeah. time. Like, it wasn't like three in the morning that I was jumping. So <laughs> no, I mean, just, just so, so great. And to know, you know, whether they're family or friends or people, maybe you don't even know that are just there supporting you because that's where you're from. And you're the local legend, the local hero that made it big. And, and it's just such an awesome story. So yeah, um, love that video. And um, so um, I want to get into, since we're already a little bit emotional here, um, <laughs> I, I, wanted, uh, I want you to tell, like, I don't want to um, share it. I want you to share it, but tell everyone a little bit about your pre, um, you know, jump ritual and what you do and what that means to you. Yeah. So my dad passed away when I was 16 uh, of a heart attack very suddenly, but he was a, any sport that I wanted to try, he would get me into lessons and he would take me to every, every practice. He would sit in on all the practices he could. He was, I mean, just, he, it was cool because I asked my mom once I'm the oldest and I asked my mom, you know, did, did dad want a boy or a girl? And he, she said he, he wanted a girl, which I was surprised because my dad was like a guy's guy, like he yeah, loved yeah. sports and he loved, you know, and, but then when I was athletic, I think he got the best of both worlds. He would yeah. throw the ball with me out front. He would practice layups with me. If I was in basketball, much to my dismay, he wanted me to practice <laughs> and I wanted to practice. Um, but what was cool about pole vault was that he didn't know anything about it. And so he mm -hmm. couldn't, tell me what to do. And as a teenage girl, that's the worst thing in the world is your dad telling you what to do. So <laughs> it was great because he could just tell me what my coach said and I wouldn't get, you know, too irritated with him. And so it kind of just became our thing. And so when he passed, you know, I, I write dad on the inside of my spike and I tap it before most of a lot of my jumps, but definitely the big jumps and that it's, it's nice because it, I think of him, but it also has come become a way to ground me in that moment and just yeah. get me very honed in on my cues and what I'm trying to execute. So it kind of has 
has dual purpose now. So yeah, yeah, no, the, I I'm, I appreciate you sharing that. And I know a lot of people know that, but some people don't. And it's really cool to hear how, you know, how it, like you said, it grounds you, but it brings you back, but it's also a special way and a special way you can connect with your dad in yeah. that the thing that is what makes you, you kind of. So, um, so that, that's awesome. I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Um, so I want to ask you before I get more of my questions in, I did have a, I put out on Instagram for people to ask some questions. So I want to ask um, a few of theirs. So this is from Hannah Zyler and she says, how do you fuel your body well enough to keep up with your training routine? So like, I got, I'm guessing that means like vitamins, supplements, and what do you eat to, to get the best out of your performance? Yeah, I really try to get my nutrients from food. Mm -hmm. I do take uh, a multivitamin from Garden of Life, but for the most part, I'm not really, I, and I do Garden of Life as well, um, have a, a protein powder that I'll take to practice just mm -hmm. to have be able to drink something throughout a training session is, is better than, and then food, it digests quicker and it gives you energy, sustains your energy throughout. But it, yeah, as a whole, it's, it's food mostly. And I was actually diagnosed celiac a little yeah. over a year ago, um, at the, yeah, about October of last year. So it's been over a year and that means that I'm gluten intolerant. I can't eat any any gluten, which is wheat, rye, and barley. So that has been very interesting. Cutting, you know, breads, pasta. That's a challenge, I'm sure. My diet. Um, but with that being said, there's still plenty that I can eat. But it's oftentimes even in things like sauces and just things you don't mm -hmm. realize. And so it's just, and even it's so sensitive um, that even if there's cross-contamination where there's not gluten in it, but if it touches something that had gluten on it, like it's, it can be pretty sensitive. So it, it, it's complicated things, but at the same time, there's still plenty that I, I can still do rice. I can still do potatoes, corn products. So um, like corn chips. So like I do a lot of when I, when I go out, I, I do a lot of Chipotle actually, because okay. other than burrito, the rest of it is, is good. So when I, when I just don't have a choice, like it's a great option. Um, and you know, I could still do Mexican foods. I can still do Asian foods, Thai foods, things like that. So I just really try to get balanced meals. Yeah. So good carbs, good proteins, and then healthy fats, fruits, and vegetables mm -hmm. thrown in. So like a typical meal for me that I like is, um, I do rice with eggs and I've been just loving this, um, chili crunch. It like, it's okay. uh, like crispy chili or something like a ch crispy chili oil. Um, it's, it's gone viral on social okay. media. I tried it before I saw it on, on TikTok, I swear. But, um, <laughs> uh, so something like that, or I'll do an omelet with cereal or Greek yogurt with cereal. I like Greek yogurt because it's uh, slow burning, so it will last longer throughout a workout. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just really any variety of protein, carbs, and then healthy fats, fruits, and vegetables. Awesome. Oh, I know you got a lot of sponsors, obviously Nike's one of your big ones, but if not, we're, we should clip this and send it right to Chipotle. Cause that's free. Really? For them right <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, That'd be great. <laughs> Chipotle. Hopefully you're listening. Yeah. Um, this one's from Mary, uh, Mary, Emma, I think it's Whitmere. And she said, is there a way to see any of your like upcoming track meets you're in, whether that's like TV or, you know, in person maybe. Yeah. So I, most of the meets that I compete in are the diamond league circuit. Mm -hmm. That is our main professional league. Um, we compete the, the best to, I would say that in the pole vault, it's usually the 12 best compete around yeah. at competitions around the world, earning points to make it to the diamond league final other than world champs or Olympics. That's our biggest meet that we, that we have. Okay. Um, so with that being said, those are usually streamed on Peacock. Mm -hmm. It used to be NBC Sports Gold. Now it's Peacock. Yeah. Um, they, 
I will be honest, they used to have pole vault specific feeds hmm. and I don't see that quite as often. So I, I wish they had field event specific feeds. They do for the majors, but you don't see it quite as often in, in the regular meets, but you're still seeing the best athletes compete in, okay. in the okay. other events as well. So I think it's still worth it, but, but yeah, so I, that's, that's outdoor season indoors. I, I'm actually going to Ashland university next weekend and we'll compete there. I'm very excited about that. And then I will compete in France. I'm not sure. I would assume there's a live fee, but it might be one of those VPN situations. Okay. Uh, and then U.S. Nationals and possibly indoor world. So it okay. really is just kind of meet by meet. And if there is a live stream available, I'll usually post where I'm competing, how to watch, things like that. So, uh, but yeah, I would say for track and field, it's typically Peacock. Okay. And we do have um, on the bottom, if you're watching uh, when this airs, we do have Katie's uh, Twitter handle on there. I believe that's her Instagram handle as well. So make sure to follow her if you don't already. Um, and obviously she'll share that information out. So, um, and then the this question, I, I didn't quite get their name, but began, their last name began with a V. Anyway, <laughs> uh, they said, were there ever situations where you were afraid to jump or like, you know, intimidated beforehand. Yeah. I've gone through various points in my career where I, where I've had mental blocks, mm -hmm. been afraid of it. The pole vault to me for a lot of my career has been scary. Uh, it didn't start that way, but I think as I got older and realized what it was and how dangerous it was, it, <laughs> it, it was irrational in the sense that I never had any reason for that to happen other than just, it just kind of came on it there. It, I didn't have a big injury. I didn't have a crash, nothing like that. It just, it just kind of, I, I, I think it was going to college, mm -hmm. new, like new, everything, new coach, new living situation. None of my friends went to that university. I was away from my family. All of it was new. And I think it just manifested itself into anxiety in the pole vault. Sure. Fortunately, but yes, I have definitely had various points in my career where I've had bad mental blocks and been afraid of it. But the cool thing that my current coach, when I started working with him in 2017, the first thing he really tackled was how to think on the runway and how to tell myself what, what to do, which sounds obvious. But before that, it was a clear your mind and just run down, go completely off of feeling, throw your hands up, hope for the best, run as fast as you can and just do it. And that's a very scary way to pull vault. So um, by changing the mentality and really learning how to think, how to focus and how to tell my body what I want it to do, it made it a lot less scary. So. That's awesome. And, and honestly, that applies to so many just everyday life situations too, not yeah. just plotting. So that's great advice. And um, looking, you know, doing, like I said, doing some research before Brad Walker, I believe, is that your coach? Yes. So shout out to uh, coach Walker out there. And, and like, I mean, that's great advice for you in the pole vault situation, but also in life to take with you day to day, just tackle it, but also like come up with a plan to get you through that, whatever's troubling you. Absolutely. Just be intentional with your, mm -hmm. with your thoughts. That's, that's really what it came down to was just, if I could focus, then it kept a lot of the negative emotions out of it. Because when you just, when you're trying to do anything, it like for us, I always use the example of when you're trying to do a drill, like yeah. a walking plant drill, you can literally do it no problem because there's no fear around it. Okay. But for some reason, when we get on the runway, it becomes scarier and there's no reason it has to be like, it's, it's, you either choose to execute the same way or you don't, you allow the emotions to get the better of you. So that I thought was really interesting. And like it, his phrase is it's a choice. You either choose to do it or you don't. And, yeah. and I, yeah, I agree. That can, that can absolutely apply to, to a lot of other things. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Um, 
That's that's so good to hear. And especially like someone of your caliber that's like yeah. they've you've done it at the highest level and you've still had those challenges. So it's it's yeah. you know, for like a normal everyday person, it's so good to hear stuff like that because it's like, I mean, hey, if she's having trouble, she's an Olympic gold medalist, she's a world champion and she's had to deal with it like maybe i'm not so you know maybe i'm normal or whatever you know it's like everyone deals with it yeah we all struggle and that's i really try to make my social media very real because i think growing up social media wasn't really a thing and yeah. you just saw successful people and successful athletes as successful and that yeah. it was just that they were good because they were good and it was hard to relate to that. You obviously aspire to be like them, but then when you'd have a bad day, or at least me, I would yeah. just pits of despair because I'm like, oh, I'm just bad at this. And it's like, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah right. I, every trust I've gotten to know so many elite athletes and every single one has gone through at minimum a day of like a bad day, but like some have periods of like bad days. And yeah. so it's, we all we all have it and it's very normal and you just just mm -hmm. back up. Yeah, no, I don't want to say I'm happy to hear that, but it's <laughs> it's refreshing to hear that misery loves company. I get it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So um all right. I want to share um another video here. This yeah. is, I believe, from the Diamond League here. And I want you to kind of like um I'm gonna pause it at certain parts and just have you kind of like walk us through your thought process a little bit. Sure. So this okay. was, um, I believe, Wilma Murto, who was competing before you. She yeah. was in first place at the time. And I think you were either in second or third before you jumped up to uh, <laughs> to win. So. Wilma Murto, third attempt. And it wasn't to be, but you see right there, she was in first place. Wilma Murto, incredibly. Okay, so. Not, I, I apologize to Wilma. Uh, no. I don't know her. I probably will never meet her, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I don't want to show her just like failing here. But, no, uh, it's okay. <laughs> we fail a lot in the pole vault. So. But, but you we beat see, me a couple meets later. So, <laughs> <laughs> But we see you like kind of like prepping yourself like, okay, hey, I got a chance to. Consistent performer field. in that 470 to 480 range. So the Finnish national Chief. right now, what's your, what's your thought process? So when I step on the runway, it's funny because they, they kind of cut right to when I like pick up my yeah. start, but I had been told that I talked to myself on the runway. I did not realize I did that, but then okay. watching videos back, I saw it and all I'm doing, I just talked about telling my body what I want it to do. Yeah. I am just saying my cues over and over. I'm literally telling myself exactly what I am going to do okay. when I come down the runway. So for me, a big cue is, um, my first one is get, keep my pole tip up. The pole, when it starts to get too low too early, it weighs a lot out in front of you. If it's straight up and down, it's a, it's very light. But if you're balancing all that weight out in front of you, it just, you have to lean back and balance it so that, you know, you're not falling over. Um, but that puts you, that pulls you out of position. Ideally you want to be tall and upright and, um, and as forward into the takeoff. So if you're leaning back, so that's one. Okay. And then my second cue is cover ground, which to me embodies everything I want the first half of my run to be. It is driving out. It is but it's staying tall and relaxed. So it's like, it's just setting up to be as consistent as possible and as powerful as possible. Okay. And then once I get halfway down the runway, it's fast hands. The faster I punch my hands up into the takeoff, the better everything else will be. So it's, it's specific cues and actions. That's all I am telling myself to do. Okay. All right. So let's, let's go through and watch the, the jump here. Champion and Katie Moon was on a journey today. She was in first, then second, now third, down to her final attempt. Okay. <laughs> I have to ask. So we, we went through all the, the thought process and stuff. Yeah. When you clear that, and my favorite picture ever uh, that I've seen of you, first of all, if I can show it here, is this one. <laughs> that one's amazing. 
yeah. because you you know like the joy that's going through your mind but like when you clear that what what's your what what's in your mind right then well it's funny because i hit the bar there yeah so it was kind of like this oh crap like it's funny <laughs> yeah. my face in the still shot clearing this bar is very yeah. different from the one in tokyo the one in tokyo i did this one yeah <laughs> well i knew immediately like i cleared that bar whereas this one it was oh no like please don't fall <laughs> and so it really was just like I, you'll see like when i land it's like i wait for a second and then i get really excited <laughs> yeah and there it and is the so first right. again the final jump of the competition started dialing it in as the competition went on gets and and what what's that like i mean your smile you have a great smile but like your your <laughs> smile at the end that has to make all the training all the hard work all the diet you know all your proper eating all that stuff and it has to make it worth it right there absolutely i mean it's pole vault when it goes well is so fun mm -hmm. it is like the when the best way i can describe it is if you're watching the Browns, for example, yeah, and it's down to literally the last play of the game and it's a Hail Mary pass and they catch it. And that elation that you feel, yeah, I, that's what I get. Okay. And it's just like, that's such a high that you're chasing, no pun intended, but yeah. it's like, it is so addicting that sensation, that feeling. And so it, that is so fun and it, sucks so much <laughs> the other time like yeah. it's, it's not fun a lot of days but that feeling is so fun and that is what i train for and so yeah it absolutely makes it worth it and it's awesome because for the viewer too it's such a short you know, obviously you're you're jumping you said 10 to 13 times maybe yeah our competitions will last at minimum two hours okay because it's just everybody gets three three misses in a row and then your attempts reset okay. and so if you miss two at the opening height you make your third then it goes to the next bar so if a bunch of people are missing all then it's like each bar takes some time sure. and as it gets to the last three that when there's a bunch of people in the competition you get one minute from the time you're called up to, yeah. to start your jump but once there's three people, then you each get two minutes. Once there's, once you're the only one left, you get five minutes. So oh, it, wow. it really can, the, just the, the time can, can get away from you. A little yeah. They last a very long time. It gives you a little more time to uh, talk yourself through that process. Yeah. Bit, right. So, okay. Get some no, okay. So I'm going to show one more video. Okay. And, and this was, um, I believe, I don't know if this was the most recent. You can you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you and um, I have to I have her name written down. But the Australian, yeah. um, uh, yes, yeah, um, yeah. You and her basically. So I I just skipped ahead. We're not going to do the jumps on this one. That's fine. But, um, I I want to know like so. You guys are tied basically to sum it up. So tell me, you guys are, you're walking over to her. What, what's the thought process? We'll just watch a little bit of this. And then you two are kind of talking. All right, so that's not something you see a whole lot in sports. Like that's funny because you know pole vaulting's a. I mean, it's an individual sport. You know, yeah. it's not a team, but you're you are competing yeah. against other. So, what was that like? Tell us, like how what goes in that process? Gosh, it's it's funny because it's nothing you expect to happen. So going into that meet, that just never even crossed my mind. It's funny back in twenty. 21 at the tokyo olympics the male high jumpers did that okay. and i remember watching it thinking huh like 
why? Like yeah. I, I didn't, I wasn't like hating it, but I just didn't like, I was like, Oh, okay. Like good for them. But like, I, I don't know if I'd ever do that. If it, if it, if I was in the moment, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But then, and, and then I forgot about it because that's the only time I've ever seen that happen. I did not know it was a thing. I didn't know you could share. And then, and then we had just, I talked about a long competition. We were out there for almost four hours. It was hot. We had 10 jumps each and we had had a prelim two days before um, to to narrow it down to the final. So you you jump until they have 12 women left and then they they stop the competition. Yeah. Bring you back two days later. So by the end of that competition, I was so tired. I mean, I was getting tired as it was getting towards the end. And then she cleared 490 on her third attempt and I was after her and my adrenaline just shot sky high. I've never felt that adrenaline surge possibly ever. I think the only other time I felt anything like it was the Olympics. Mm -hmm. Um, But like that immediate surge was unbelievable, but then it crashed and there was no bringing it back up. At that point with that high of a bar, you are on your, you know, you, you have to be really dialed in and on to make some things happen. Um, and it really does become dangerous after a certain point. Yeah. Your hands are at a fixed point. So if you run in, you're going to get off the ground. Mm-hmm. You might not make it into the, the soft mat. So, yeah. <laughs> and so what, what happens was we would have jumped at that height again. And then if we had both missed, it would have dropped down. And if we had both missed again, it would have dropped down. And then if we had both made it, it would have gone back up. And it just, that combined, like with how tired I was, it was just oh, so yeah. daunting. Um, and she, when I, I guess my, her coach and my coach actually competed against each other and they're friends. So okay. I didn't know this had happened, but her coach came up to my coach and said, it's, you know, we were tied for a while. And he said, would Katie be interested in sharing? Yeah. And Brad just said, I will have no part in that. It is completely her decision. I don't want to sway her one way or another. I'm fine with it. He said, I'm fine with it. But yeah. like, I don't want to push anything on her because that is totally her choice, which I love. I, I am yeah. so happy that he said that. So they knew and they kind of had that thought. And so yeah. when I was up for my final attempt, I don't know. I don't know how she talked with her coach about it, but she comes back and I had asked the official, okay, what happens now? He said, we jump again at 495. So she walks up and says, okay, so okay. what's happening? And I said, you know, we jump at 490, we'll jump at 495. And she just had this slight hesitation on her face of like, okay. Like, <laughs> and that's when it clicked with me, like, oh, wait, like she wouldn't hesitate if we had to keep jump it just in that moment it was like oh we could share and she seems like she wants to and i was so for that but i i've been fortunate enough fortunate enough to win outright a couple times she has never won her own outright so i did not want to I also like Brad, I didn't want to push that on her and put her back her into a corner. She wasn't really feeling like that, but she didn't want to seem unsportsmanlike. And so we were both kind of tiptoeing around it. Like, but you can see me say like, unless you both want it, unless we both want to take it. (laughs) She was, she was like, Oh, like, like share. I was like, yeah. She's like, are you sure? I think I said, I don't want to jump anymore. (laughs) My body has given me everything I've asked it to today. Like I'm hungry. I'm tired. I want to go to bed. (laughs) It was just, it was a lot. And like I said, you just, you part of the reason I've achieved this level is just listening to my body and knowing what I have pushed it to the point of no longer being safe. And that's, that's where I was. And on that day, I mean, it, look, we got some backlash for it. It was interesting, but 
I, I can understand being mad at the rule, but all we did was follow the rules. So yeah. who want to be upset? No, I, mean, I, I was just curious because I had only seen that that one other time that you had mentioned with the right. men's competition. Yeah. And I mean, hey, it's like, and you both you both walked away <laughs> extremely happy with that, yeah. that end result. What's funny is a couple of meets later at the Diamond League final, it came down to a jump off between me and a different girl. And I chose to keep jumping because I knew I could take more jumps safely. Yeah. I mean, I was exhausted, but I also knew I I can take another jump and not worry about killing myself. Right, right. <laughs> I wasn't sure that was going to be the case <laughs> in, in Budapest. So. And at the end of the day, it, we were we finished the competition and we were both the best. I have no issue saying on that day we were both the best. There's yeah. no harm in that. Yeah, not not at all. No, that was great. <laughs> um, so j I, I've kept you a long time. So I want to just ask you a few more questions. And yeah. like you just flew in from across the, <laughs> across the Atlantic. You're, yeah. you're probably tired. So no, it's I okay. ask you a couple more questions and, yeah. and I'll let you uh, get out of here and go to bed. Um, but you've competed in so many different awesome venues. Um, you know, obviously Tokyo was a little different because I think that was during COVID. There wasn't a whole lot of fans allowed. Right. Um, and obviously you look at that video and there's tens of thousands of people in the stands. Yes. Um, you know, is there like a favorite, do you have a favorite type atmosphere? You you mentioned indoor um, is, is, is more preferential unless there's that tailwind, but is there like a, you know, a certain venue that you like, a certain city, a certain country you like competing in? I think my favorite place is Eugene, Oregon, which okay. is funny because I actually think a lot of the runners don't like going all the way out there. It's not the most convenient to get to and... Mm -hmm. But that runway is just, at, knock on wood, I've never had a bad meet there. That's where I set my personal best. It's just, I just love competing there. I've, yeah, like I said, knock on wood, I've never had a bad meet there. I've, I, I just love it there. But otherwise, I mean, yeah, the, the sold out stadium, especially Budapest, they did such a good job at that meet of spacing things out where, Normally the running events are just back to back and the field events are kind of a sideshow. And, but they, at when Nina and I were both going for 490, the entire crowd was watching because there were no running events going on. And so the entire stadium just erupted when we both cleared it. And it was unlike anything I've felt or experienced. Um, but otherwise I really like street vaults. they literally set up a pole vault pit oh. and in the middle of a street and bring it to bring it to people and it's it's so those are really really fun okay okay trying well, to get one in cleveland <laughs> that would be phenomenal that we're would working. be fantastic we're working. Uh, yeah we would love that i know olmstead falls uh the whole city would be there um yeah. no that's 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 so great um so what's next for you Obviously, you, you said you're coming to Ashland, um, back to your alma mater to compete. Um, obviously, we know there's a pretty big uh, thing going on this summer over uh, in Paris. And, uh, you know, so talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, yes, I will go to Ashland. And then the weekend after, I will be in France uh, at a uh, Liévon is the place. And then... I come right back and I go to U.S. Nationals indoors, I think. So indoors is, I I do love indoors, but it's just, it just doesn't have quite the same prestige as yeah. outdoors does. And there is an indoor world championships and I would have to go to U.S. Nationals to qualify. And you have to be top two at indoor USAs to qualify for indoor worlds. Um, but we are just kind of taking it meet by meet indoors. We're still, we'll just see how we feel um, because everything has to be geared up for outdoors sure. making the Olympic team. Uh, no matter how good you are, you have to be top three at the U.S. trials in June. And that means if you're sick or you have an off day, tough luck, you're not on that team. So it's it keeps you honest it keeps you working hard and yeah so uh that that's 
my indoor season and then I'll get a little bit of a break and then, and then start with outdoors. And I think our diamond league meets are Doha and I think Monaco is in there. I think we have London again. Um, We've got, we've got a, we've got a, some some hum cities around the world, you know? Yeah, it's amazing. It's uh, really cool. It's, it's very, very cool. And I think you probably don't get to realize like what you're doing in the moment too, because I think, you know, once your career is over, hopefully not for a long, long time, but you can look back and be like, damn, that was awesome. So no, in the moment it, it, you know, people hear, Oh, you're, you're traveling to Paris and you're traveling here and you're traveling there. And what's it like? And the reality is, is it's, it's work. Uh, Traveling with poles is a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) I have a phenomenal agent that makes it a lot less stressful. And I find that a poles that stays in Europe and I fly to whatever major city that they are stored in at the time and then fly them to the next competition. Um, but that's stressful. And then as soon as you land, you immediately, even before you land, you have to try and get on the time schedule. So you beat the jet lag as soon as possible because yeah. you have to, you're not just there to explore, you're there to compete and you have to be on and firing and sharp and, so a lot of it is really just laying in my hotel room doing yeah. nothing. <laughs> so it's not yeah. as glamorous as it always looks and seems, but it really, it really is amazing because there is we do get to explore a little bit if it's convenient. Yeah. And I've gotten to go to some unbelievable places because of it that I probably wouldn't have otherwise. So yeah, it's it's very special, but yeah. it, it is it is work. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, it's a definitely a business trip. We could yeah. probably do a whole future podcast on just your pole vault pole traveling around the world. So <laughs> yep, yep, it's, it's chaos. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Katie, um, last question I want to ask you before we let you go, um, and believe me, I have a. 500 more. So <laughs> I will hopefully after the Olympics, we will after, after your second gold medal and whatever, I don't, you know, you, you take the Kevin Stefanski. I heard you mention the Browns. You're going the one and O route. Like, let's just get to the next competition, win that, which is the best competition uh, <laughs> best mindset. I'm going with the, uh, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's see you, uh, nail all these competitions and and we'll revisit after the olympics after your second one um (laughs) but my question um for you is more of like a a broad question that um you have so many eyes on you whether it's um young females young males whoever it might be athletes um i i saw your um comment with the um the cleveland sports commission which i want to say I thought it was great. I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> I love Miles Garrett, and yeah, he and he and he was well deserving of the athlete yes. of the year. But if Absolutely. for anyone that doesn't know, Katie basically just posed the question of why are there no female nominees? Like that's yeah. and and I yeah. yeah I I really and I I love that organization. I have worked with them. I was lucky enough to be inducted into the the Hall of Fame. And so it was more of just, I have seen for years, there's never been a female recognized at yeah. the professional level. And I that, that's not to say that I want women in there in place of men. It's just, how can we recognize women's accomplishment alongside men? Like, exactly. that, that's all I was saying. I wasn't saying I... I wasn't even saying I deserve to be in that spot. Like I would, I would never win anything over Miles Garrett in Cleveland. We could be up for best Olympic <laughs> moments and he would still beat me. And I'd be so for it. I I'm the biggest Miles Garrett fan. Like, but I, what's interesting is they used to have an amateur athlete of the year, which is where they would put the track and yeah. field athletes, which is interesting. But you're not amateurs anymore. Are you right? You get, you get exactly. endorsements, you get paid. Yeah. We tra- Olympic athletes haven't been 
amateur since 1986. Yeah. So as much as I appreciate the inclusion, it's still a little insulting. Like, yeah, no, I get it. That my my best example is um, Tiana Madison won two Olympic gold medals and was on a world record holding relay team. And she was only in the amateur of the year category. And not to say only, it's still a major yeah, award, right. but the biggest honor of the night is the professional athlete of the year. And mm -hmm. this woman who is a professional athlete w won the greatest meet that you can win two, two gold medals in the same, in the same Olympics and wasn't considered a professional athlete. Yeah. So I've seen this and they, but the interesting thing is they eliminated that amateur category. So okay. combination of that and then no female athlete of the year. Like I have no issue with a female and male category. Exactly. I, yeah. I think that's great. Like that, let's celebrate. I wasn't, I didn't mean to try to put words in your mouth. No, I, I'm I actually glad you brought it up because I, I did want to at least. I, I think it's, I think it's very, like, very. Explain a little worth bit. Worth of like, talking. I, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's all I wanted to do was get people was was create a conversation yeah. and just because they they do celebrate women at that event. Like if it yeah. was a males only event, you wouldn't hear from me. Like that's fine, have your space. But they there is a female and male recipient for both the high school and college section, mm -hmm. but not for the professional. When we've had pretty phenomenal professional yeah. women, um, and so that. That was all I, they have reached out. And so I, I'm hopefully going to have a conversation with them about it, which is all I wanted. I, it, it doesn't have to be me. I, gosh, after this, I probably, after the backlash, I got, there's no way I'm getting more from them ever again. No, I, I disagree. <laughs> I, I think you're just getting uh, a nice light on a topic because yeah. yeah, everybody. And especially, you know, I think it was, I know Miles Garrett, but what was it, Josh Naylor and Donovan yeah. Mitchell? Was that the those the three? That sounds right. I I just glanced and I knew it was someone from from the Cavs from Yeah. The so I mean all deserving. Like every, yeah. and but very much uh, have a ton of exposure. But yeah. you are literally at the top of your sport. It, the you know, the top professional athlete of, of your sport. Do you think um I bet you could make a jump shot. I, I know you could. I, I bet you could uh, field a ground ball, maybe even get in the cage and hit a little bit. Um, those NFL players are a little bit bigger. Uh, so I, 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 don't wanna, but I can guarantee Miles Garrett, Josh Naylor, and uh, Donovan Mitchell are not jumping over a 16 foot pole with a 14 foot pole. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, look, I they're all pretty phenomenal athlete <laughs> past them, but I do think pole vault's one of those sports that you can't just walk into. And so more respect uh, to you, but, um, and, and we love it. We love all of our Cleveland athletes. We love all of our yes. Northeast Ohio athletes. Obviously um, our show is based in Youngstown. So um, we have a lot of pride and obviously, you know, over my shoulder, I have a uh, you know, Bernie, I have LeBron, I have, you know, Ohio yeah. State back there. But, um, you know, you are continuing the the fantastic tradition that this state, this area um, brings to unbelievable athletes. And we um, love watching you and so excited to see these next few months and how it turns out. And, um, Hopefully we have an open line of communication. We can have you back on uh, for sure. So the last thing I want to ask you before, and this was where my question was kind of going before, <laughs> but any um, young athlete out there, anyone that wants to one day be in your shoes, whether it's pole vaulting, whether it's track and field, whether it's baseball, basketball, football, whatever, what advice do you have to a young athlete that wants to compete at the top level? There are so many things I could say. Um, I think the big thing about my journey, if you will, is that I I was talented. I had potential, but it took me until the end of every stage of my career to reach the 
pinnacle. Yeah. So it took me until my senior year of high school to win the state meet. It took me until my senior year of college to win nationals. It took me six years out of college to win U.S. nationals and get a sponsorship. And then it took another three years to win the Olympics. So it just, it's, there are people that just shoot off right away and are phenomenal and that's amazing for them. But if that's not you, that does not mean you can't be successful. Like it's really about, I'm very grateful for the journey I've had because I have seen some athletes that were phenomenal right away and then they struggle later in their career because they, they don't, they didn't really know they were just good. And mm -hmm. then they're not really quite sure how to, how to hold on to that. Whereas I really had to learn how to, how to fight and how to think on the runway and things like that, where I, I'm glad I went through my battles earlier and learn how to avoid them later. Yeah. Um, so that, and then just, just have fun. If you want to try something, do it. I, like I said, I had to beg the coaches for days to let me try pole vault and just wouldn't let them tell me no. Um, don't take no as an answer. Um, yeah, just, if you love it, just keep doing it every, every chance you get and just know that the hard, the hard days are part of it. Like it's completely normal to have, to have bad days, but you just keep getting up, keep fighting. Love it. Love it. Um, okay. I lied. I have one more question. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. This was a crossover, but I had it written down and I saw a, uh, one came through on Facebook. Um, okay. So, and I actually have the picture like queued up and ready. This uh, moment, this moment right here when the <laughs> national anthem is playing and you are wearing a gold medal yeah. around your neck, the literally the pinnacle of your competition, your sport, they're playing the national anthem. What does that feel like? What like what's going on in your your mind? What's like I don't even know if you remember it, but yeah, it was do you remember so overwhelming that I almost like don't remember much about being on the podium. I know I was tearing up. I know that, it, but it just like it's so much, and it's so like it's like oh my gosh, this is this is everything that I've wanted. What's interesting is I cried more when I won worlds the next year, because I actually had a very difficult year post Olympics and that can be a whole podcast by itself, okay. Okay. Um, but just struggling with, you know, post Olympics, what's my motivation now? Who am I? Like it, it was a lot of struggle throughout that year. And so then I, no one was expecting me to win worlds in 2022, but to do it in front of my family and friends, mm -hmm. I sobbed on the podium. That one I remember, and I was just bawling. Like, that's not to say it wasn't as meaningful in Tokyo. It just like, I think in Tokyo, I was just stunned. Mm -hmm. and it almost didn't feel real because this goal is so big that winning it you expect it to feel different and like you watch in the movies and it, it it's this big build in this climax and it's like that meet these are all the women that i compete with all the time it is the same thing that i do every day like nothing about it felt different other than the the nerves and the adrenaline of course yeah. so there was this like, and maybe the fact that there were no fans, but there was almost this disconnect because you expect it to feel so special and so different. And I think that's one of the reasons that I, I did well is because it was just, it, I just focused the way that I always did. And my, and my coach taught me that no matter how you're feeling, no matter what's going on, you just, it's just, you just come down and you hit a takeoff. That's it. And, and so I think it took me, it took me longer to, for the Olympics to sink in than it did some of the other medals. So it was, it was emotional, but I just, I remember feeling like, Ooh, like it's, it was just a lot of, of all kinds of emotion, but yeah, still amazing. But it just, it, I think it's not quite what I had expected. And I think what people expect, it's still amazing. And you know that you want it, but it's almost like you expect there to be, I remember thinking like, I did that. Like there mm -hmm. has to be another Olympics where all the good, <laughs> this, this, I, that can't be me. Like there's no way. 
Like there has to be more good people out there that I like still have to be because like what <laughs> is this like? So I but like then I'd be washing my dishes like a couple weeks later and just start crying. So yeah. like it, it hit me in waves. <laughs> it just yeah. So great, so great. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, let's let's do some future podcasts on the mental health side of things. Yeah. The full vault <laughs> pole traveling around the world. So I. I already have 500 questions for the future I'll ask you written down and we're ready to go. But I know I've taken up too much of your time and I am just absolutely honored to talk to you and you us, well. us from Northeast Ohio, we're so proud of our own. And obviously when we see someone uh, achieve the level of success you have, um, it, it feels good for all of us. And it's, we are so looking forward to, uh, seeing you over these next couple months. So we will on our show and our, do our part and share out what we can. Um, but please keep it, uh, you know, please keep doing what you're doing and uh, know everyone's very, very proud of you. So thank keep you. doing what you do. Thanks so so uh, Katie, again, thank you so much. And uh, we will, uh, we will be in touch and uh, thanks for doing this. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, good luck. And we'll talk soon. Awesome. Thanks. Right. Thanks, Katie. All right. So Katie Moon, um, formerly uh, Katie Najat um, of Olmsted Falls, again, world champion, Olympic gold medalist. We can't thank her enough for coming on the show. Um, so again, um, if you like our show, you watch Youngstown Studio, make sure to share it out, follow, um, follow us on social and uh, we will uh, we will see you guys soon. So um, with that, uh, we'll be in touch, and uh, we have plenty more content coming up uh, for you guys in the near future. Thank you for listening to this show on Youngstown Studio. This is original Youngstown content. Feel free to share our videos and tell your friends about us. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Facebook. Thank you.